Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Give it to me! Hello everyone, I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, where we make timeless podcasts that last a lifetime, then pair them with of-the-moment things, season after season, decade after decade. Thanks for joining us. I, I know I said Once it last again. week. <laughs> Once again. But that's perfect. It's us. That's us. It's us. We're J-Crew. <laughs> we are literally timeless because we are so old, we've been doing this forever. Right. And we are pairing our timelessness with of the moment things. Oh I mean, we are J Crew. We are J Crew. I've never felt more J Crew. <sighs> Do you wear any J Crew right now? Not really. It doesn't fit me right. It's like a weird. I'm yeah. like always in between the J Crew size. The pants are always too short. Mm. I wanted that look for the longest time. I wanted to be exactly that kind of preppy. Yeah, I've got a few J Crew. What's the other one? Banana, Banana Republic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I tend I'm to a, find I'm a, a banana few more banana girl. than J Crew. Yeah, me and too. then I became a Nordstrom rack girl because I wasn't all the way to Nordstrom. You know how the progression of life is like you start at Old Navy because you broke, right? And then you make a little bit of money and you go to the Gap, mm-hmm. and then you're balling and you start shopping at Banana Republic, and then if you really move up in life. You go to Nordstrom rack, not Nordstrom. Don't be crazy. My gosh, we're not made of money. Give me a break up in here. <laughs> but the occasional Nordstrom rack. And then you cycle all the way back to like, I only buy used clothes. Yeah. Which is where I'm at now. So I'm annoying. I'm upcycling. I'm upcycling. I'm about a circular economy. Mm, mm-hmm. Which is true. Actually, I'm all about my rent the runway subscription. I don't buy clothes anymore. Just Not thought, bad. Yeah. yeah keep it great. keep it moving around. Uh, I got a clothing item as my <gasps> first thing, as a matter Crazy. of fact. Yeah. Accidental setup. They don't know it isn't ac- that it's accidental. Uh, <laughs> stacked jeans. Are you familiar? I don't know. Stacked, I don't think so. Stacked jeans is when you get that uh, that rumply foldy thing down by the oh by the Oh my God, that has a name. It's called stacked jeans. It's such a freaking thing. It's such a freaking thing. Yep. Wow, this is a good one. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember why I put this on the list. I don't remember where I saw it, where I heard it. Uh, but yeah. Uh, how'd you find out the name? I don't, I don't, I, I mean, literally I don't literally remember. just said yeah. you don't know. Yeah. I'm listening. I have, but, but I, 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 as soon as I heard it, I, I immediately threw it in my reminders. Uh, and yeah, stacking involves creating an even distribution of fabric below the knees. According to mm. akings.com. stacking is a look that's been made fashion forward by today's music industry. Stacked jeans are cut extra long and tapered from the knee down to the ankle so that the excess fabric will be allowed to stack on top of itself and create the coveted stacked effect. I mean, it really is. And it sort of has it. It extended to leggings. It started showing up in leggings Mm -hmm. as kind of a like it was like a tight stacked jean effect. But oh, my goodness, I can't believe this has a name. It's well suited to sneakers like Yeezys or Flyknits with a built-in totally. sock-like look. Mm-hmm. Totally. 
Wow. I, it, it's surprisingly hard to find information on like, you're right where this came from and why it got called that. But oh yeah. man, it is really, really, really a look. That's amazing. I yeah, love it. The stack jeans. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, that's, I've yeah. definitely seen that. I just thought people bought jeans that were too long. <laughs> Right. <laughs> on purpose. I mean, I knew it was a fashion thing, but I didn't. I didn't realize it had a name and a style and an, an intention. I just actually found a link to uh, a thing on Etsy that extends them. It's called an extendo jean. What <laughs> extensions for stacked jeans? <laughs> it's extensions for your jeans, wow. so that you can achieve the stacked look. Okay, you know, I've got amazing. jeans, but they they just aren't long enough. They're not stacked enough. It's sold out. Wow. In case you need more proof. Either no one bought it, but I don't think so. Custom-made denim stack jeans, the perfect statement denim to add to your wardrobe. Wait, there, what, are, what are those things though. that – is it for riding horses where you put, put like leather down by your shoes? That's oh. what that's what these extensions remind me of. Except yeah, totally. Except stacked like the jean version of that. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, I love it. Okay, everybody. Sometimes it's just a straight-up PSA. That's what that's called. Yeah, right. And it's a thing, but and also – thing. Yeah. A thing with now a name. you know what to call the thing. You're welcome. Um, sometimes we bring a thing to the show that is just shamefully late, I don't and like, we know it. I think we're like wizards. We arrive exactly when we mean to. Well, it turns out we may have in this case. I thought it was shamefully late when a friend of mine texted me and said, "Have you done dumplings on It's a Thing?" And I smacked my own forehead like a human emoji. And was like, oh my God, I cannot believe we've done, we haven't done dumplings. We have talked thing. all around dumplings. We've talked ta- about dumplings. Talked about everything, but we've even talked about dumplings. One time, either before or after the show, I had just finished a ramen hack in which I put soup dumplings into right. my ramen. Mandaguk. Boom. But somehow we have never just isolated, mm. taken down to its component part, this one trend of trends if you will, that is dumplings, which are everywhere. But then the good news is that I discovered that dumplings may in fact be peaking, that not only have they been a thing, but that like, if you go to marketwatch.com, you will find a press release dated October 18th, 2022 on, with the title, I'm not making this up, frozen dumplings market is expected to progress at a fast rate during forecasts 2022 to 2028. Wow. Because everybody's just buying frozen dumplings because yeah. dumplings are a super duper thing. And then two or B, a story from eater.com dated seven hours ago as of our taping time saying that in Cambridge, there had been a dumpling pop-up that got so popular that it had to go permanent. <laughs> so so and, it was like, oh, we're making enough on this. We We don't have to sign that weird lease. Yeah. Exactly. We just got to like, we can actually lease it for real. We can lease it for real. Yep. And there's like, uh, once the cheapest Michelin starred restaurant, Tim Ho Wan to debut its dim sum in the Houston area. We've got Brooklyn dumpling shop inks, multi-unit deal for North Carolina, like tons and tons of dumpling news. How San Francisco's queen of momos made dumplings go viral is from SFGate from 10 days ago. And a piece called The Dumpling Report. Yeah. I mean, like, 
what in the blue blazes? Okay, so dumplings. It's the perfect time to be like, holy crap, dumplings. I, I was going to say, I, I think you're what you're nailing is that we dumplings are reaching a new peak. Dumplings yep. aren't new. They've been right. a thing for a long time. And they've they've gone in and out of favor in various parts of the world. Probably never gone out of favor, really. No. Uh, and, and dumplings is, of course, more of an Eastern European word, but we're using right. it to refer like to bao. gyoza or mandu or, you know, these these sort of uh, or, East Asian versions okay. of them. That Those seem to be the more popular one. Pot Some stickers. Bow. Bow yeah. is I hear and that bow. a lot. I just hear yeah. that a lot, like from you know like Chinese American friends who are just like, Oh yeah, we have bow for dinner. You know, it's mm-hmm. just a, yeah. Yeah. Dim sum, all of that. I will say that uh the Netflix well, it's a Korean drama that was on Netflix here in the US called Business Proposal was all about a company, uh a real company. It was set in Bibigo, the the real Korean food company that in real life, is making huge strides in exporting frozen dumplings into the U.S. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, incredible. It's all happening. It's all a big, yeah. So I don't think you're late. I think you were like holding off wisely Mm -hmm. until it's like, well, dumplings have always been a bit of a thing. But like, is it it, uh, over-indexing, as I say? It's an excellent point that you make. And sometimes the marker, I think I've mentioned to you that I have the one, this is not that friend, but I think I have mentioned to you how I have that one friend who's just kind of like checked out of the world doing her own thing. Yeah. Inwardly focused, let's say, Mm -hmm. um, to be generous and will occasionally pop her head up and be like, oh my God, have you heard of D2Do? And I'm like, okay, it's a thing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And this must be kind of like that, that this one friend found out, you know, this is a somewhat new friend and found out that we do this show and was like, oh, my God, have you done dumplings? Because it's that everywhere right now, all yeah. of a sudden, all at once. And by the way, just side note, could not be happier about that because dumplings are the best yeah. in any form. I love a Heck, good dumpling. Yes. And yes, to answer the question in the discord, soup inside and outside the dumpling is the jam for soup eating soup dumplings and ramen the best ramen hacks hashtag ramen hacks (laughs) all right uh this is a another public service message in a way uh wall street journal did an article uh noting that an app that is only available in a handful of states in the united states was still topping the charts in the apple app store uh and even more so it's topping the charts while only being in a few states and only available to high schoolers. Yeah. It's called gas. Do you know about gas? I do. We yeah. talked about it on the other show. Yep. Because that's how big a thing it is. Yeah. This is a thing right now. And it's a thing you won't know about unless you're a high schooler because you're not allowed to use it. It's yep. it's kind of like Facebook was only for people in colleges when it first launched. This says, oh, which high school do you go to? And then if you try to fake it, It'll do some checks. So it mm-hmm. checks your contact list for one thing to see if other high schoolers are in your contact list. But it does a couple other things in the background. I don't know how good those are, but it's trying to be like, no, 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 no. You really just need to be going to this high school. And if you don't yep. go to this high school, we're going to figure it out and kick you out. And then its whole deal is that it's making uh, people say it. You can only you can only put up polls and they you can only use the prompts that they give you. And the prompts are positive. Like, 
who's the most beautiful person you've ever met or who is the classmate who's never mm-hmm. afraid of getting in trouble or who's like the most fun person. So it's all about positive with. stuff. It's all about positivity on purpose. And you can only mention people who allow you to mention them too, right? It's reciprocal. Oh, like you can't just really? mention anybody in the school. It's like, oh, okay, I'm going to allow these people uh, so you can't get the sort of like mocking praise situation. Right. Or, I'm sure you can, but ki- kids will find a way, trust me, but, but it cuts down. Oh, they that. will. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It, one way it cuts down, of course, is by having the, the prompts be built in. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's very interesting. The thing we talked about, and I think this is super fascinating, is that as soon as gas started getting really popular and climbing up in the charts, they got hit with a disinformation campaign that their CEO claimed was traced back to China and mm. like Chinese IP addresses, which of course is the originator of, you know, that's where yeah. like TikTok is headquartered. Like there was immediately this big, but also if I, like, if I'm launching a disinformation campaign, say from Russia, I'm probably going to route Russia it through China, China, China or, too. Right. So you, the IP addresses can be spoofed, but anyway, yeah, go ahead. It can be misleading for sure. But I mean, it was like this thing came along and all of a sudden if kids are doing that instead of TikTok, it was kind of, <laughs> kind of fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yep. It's like a really interesting, you're, I mean, you're totally right. Like this thing is catching on, like, look out, be real, which PS just raised a bunch of money because kids are fickle. <laughs> and the, and the other thing, uh, you, y'all probably talked about this too, but, uh, this is from a founder. One of the co-founders of this did a similar app called to be honest, TBH mm-hmm. that was acquired by Facebook and then Facebook shut it down. Right. And so now they're just going like, well, we've learned more since we worked at Facebook about how this stuff works. Let's do it even better. Exactly. Now we know better now that we got caught in the catch and kill net. Yeah, it's real interesting. And it's kind of, I mean, it's just like, it's lovely to see something trending that is based on positivity. Yeah, that does seem to be the intention of a lot of these new platforms, right? Is mm -hmm. to like, well, let's, let's, let's push something that's not about try remember there was all those like secret and all yes. those things that were like really pushing negative for a long time feels like that has swung the other way well and even if they started out you know it was like just say something in secret that you want to feel safe saying like yeah, yeah. obviously that was asshole territory like right. come on or what did you think or yik yak like what did you think was going to happen if you just like if you allow free form anonymity it is always going to go badly that is humans now, that is another interesting thing on gas. You can anonymously compliment people, and then there are in-app purchases to uncover who said the nice thing about you, as well as in-app purchases to stop people from uncovering the nice things you've said about them. Oh, clever. Yeah, I mean, this is going to find a way to go horribly bad. Like, I don't want to be a bummer here. Maybe, yeah. I, probably, I I'd say this, is, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and be like, this is the one that solved it. Cause maybe it hasn't, but, but it's good though. It's a good yeah, effort after, it's a good, it's well, a good after, start. after many efforts like this, right. It's like, okay, we've learned that you have to control the prompts. We've learned that you have to, it can only be your high school. It can't be every school. Like there's some smart mm-hmm. controls built in here that, that seem to be helping. I don't know how they grow. Not that that matters for the users, but you know, for the company. I, yeah. you know, could obviously they could do a more sophisticated version for colleges, I suppose, but could you do it for workplaces? Like, cause it's, it's always, it's about secret crushes. Let you know, I mean, the company, the right. LLC is called find your crush LLC. So, <laughs> exactly. you know, 
Yeah, oh, yeah. can I pay to see who said a nice thing about me? Yes, I, I mean, would. I like guess to I do could that. just Please, pivot to to dating for the for the older audience somehow. I mean, that's actually that true. Just, yeah, yeah. Pivot to matchmaking in some mm-hmm. form. I mean, that's what all those apps do now. Like you pay yeah, to yeah. see who, like you pay to, you know, in the swipe ones, Yeah, you pay to just get to be able to cheat and see who already liked you. So you don't have to like swipe and hope. Or maybe you don't have to make gas as big as Facebook to be a successful company. You could just come up with other ideas and have mm-hmm. multiple apps that serve exactly. the same audience. Yeah, yeah, I I like it. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Don't yeah. ruin it, people. I mean, I know that's what people do, but just try. Just try. Uh, a bona fide thing that all the kids are already aware of. This is like a pia. This is a helpful hint from one mom to all of you. Sped up songs mm. are a thing. The kids these days don't even have patience for the regular songs that are already a huge hit. So, for example, the Steve Lacey song, Bad Habit, was a massive hit. Yeah. It was huge all over TikTok. It was everywhere. But evidently, <laughs> kids didn't have time for that. But I think generally it's like if you – it this is a total TikTok trend. So, what they're doing is just taking a regular song like, you know, I bite my tongue. It's a bad habit. Mm-hmm. And then they go, I bite my tongue. It's a bad and they speed it up and it's a little bit Alvin the Chipmunk, but it makes it a little more dancey and easier to set to a TikTok, I assume, because yeah. that's like a hundred percent what this is about. And it's, it's fun. The ones I've seen are usually got a little lighthearted humor to them, right? Like, yeah, oh, look, look at us being all crazy here with the sped up track. Yeah, totally. They're just like peppy and fun and charming. Mm-hmm. And then my son told me that it came from this thing called Nightcore. Mm, what is N-I-G-H-T, exactly. So now we're doing some digging. Yeah, so yeah. sped up songs got popular because of this thing called Nightcore, N-I-G-H-T-C-O-R-E, a name derived from a Norwegian musical duo called Nightcore Okay, that got popular around 20, 2001. Um, it was the name of their school project. Oh. And it means, apparently... They decided it means we are the core of the night, so you'll dance all night long. Ah, uh-huh. which is what they put in their website named Nightcore is Hardcore. They uh-huh. were influenced by pitch shifted vocals in the German group Scooter's hardcore songs. Okay. Uh, Nesaha and Ramp, I guess. And they just got really into this idea of like kind of a trance or Euro dance song that was just like sped up and happy. Mm-hmm. They even called it Happy Hardcore and Bubblegum Bass. Because when you speed it up, it sounds happier. It sounds happier. Exactly. And so I guess it just got kind of, it got associated. I I can almost guarantee that the way it made its way into pop culture music is because it got accompanied and associated with anime. Mm, And so mm -hmm. you've got this like anime. That's a nice six lane highway into thingness. Yeah. Right. Totally. So if you you had Nightcore and then you had this anime sound mm-hmm. and then you had like YouTube thumbnails of Nightcore remixes with anime characters and art. So, of course, it made the jump yeah, to yeah. just like, oh, it's really fun to have a song no, like this. And now sense. everybody's speeding up every song. Yeah. There you go, your friends. You're welcome. Wow. Thing, so when I'm listening, complete. that was well done. <laughs> thank you for that. I thank you. <laughs> uh, so when I'm listening to my podcast at two times speed, am I Nightcoring them? I think we are going to have to say that we definitely are now. Yes. Yeah. You're like, oh, I like to listen to my podcast at Nightcore. <laughs> Nightcore speed. I'm totally doing that. Let's 100% start saying that. By the way, if you don't know that bad habit song, it is irresistible. It's a bop. 
it's a bop, especially at night core speeds. We we should acknowledge the 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 thingiest thing in the room the day we're recording. Taylor Swift released a new album called Midnights. Yeah, we really can't. And we there's can't like walk on by. endless by memes and investigations of what she means by the lyrics and like yeah, it's it's a thing of verse of its own. It really is. I honestly did not know this thing about how she they think she like embeds she's like Q. <laughs> she's like the Q anon of the music work. Oh, no. Like she embeds all these like secret clues, I guess, yeah. they claim in her messages to fans to like let them oh, know yeah. that a new album is coming. I was completely unaware of that. Yeah, she does little puzzles and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I did not know at all. Well, that explains, I mean, that's brilliant. And that explains why all of her, I mean, obviously she's like literally the most popular artist in the world. I think I read like all these stats about how insanely popular and well listened to she is, but I guess that explains also why these drops are such a big deal. Cause she's like fired everybody up in this genius, like guerrilla marketing way. And she's, she's borrowed a little bit from the K-pop playbook of like having a Swifties, having a name for your fandom, reaching out to them directly over social media, like doing fan meetups, you know, all, all of that stuff. And it works. Yeah, it really you know, does. all the stuff we did on Buzz Out Loud. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> You're welcome. Community building. It's an art. Yeah. It's an art. How are we not Taylor Swift huge? I don't understand. Because we didn't do singing? I don't know. Yeah, why? (laughs) I don't know. I guess everyone has their limits. Fine. Instead of tech news, we should have done singing. We're happy. We're happy. But is she happy? She might be happy now. I don't know. All her songs are about breakups. I'm just saying. I know, but she seems happy with that Joe guy now. Oh, there's a guy? Oh, yeah. She's had a guy for a while now. Oh, great. Yeah. I always thought maybe she and Drake should get together because all their songs are about breakups. <laughs> breakups. <laughs> oh, look at you. Uh, well, let's get to your things. Feedback at it's thing.me. Gabby Cohen has a wedding thing. Is it just my mm-hmm. algorithm or are groomsmen with fanny packs dancing down the aisle and throwing petals in lieu of flower girls a thing at weddings? <laughs> Also, what? has the man bun had a resurgence? I see them every day. Uh, this is like a um, this is like if an AI wrote an email to it's a thing. Yeah, this is amazing. Yeah, this is the the Dolly <laughs> guy, Gabby. We know you're real. We're not we're not doubting we know your you're existence, real, but, but yeah. this is the open AI version. This, you're you are now the standard, is what we're saying for yes. Dolly uh, imitations. Yeah, I'm I'm stalling so I can look up groomsmen with fanny packs. Because I feel like we did man bun at some time. Me. If we didn't do it in the show, we certainly talked about man bun. So you're absolutely That's right about the man bun. So back. Yeah. Um. But the the fanny packs full of flower petals. I'm assuming the fanny packs have the flower petals. And that's oh why you're, yeah. my god, dude! I just found a whole crap ton of groomsmen fanny packs on Etsy. Wow! So and that I is found a thing. A whole bunch that say "flower dude," "flower well, bro," "flower Gabby. boy," and "flower man." Nice. There's one that says "groom." There are a whole bunch of them for bachelorettes and bachelors that are and uh bachelor parties with that are embroidered with the names mm-hmm. and there are a ton of flower dude there's even hashtag flower dude oh my biscuits gabby mm-hmm. you're a genius well done gabby 
Weirdly, there's one that's like a sexy lady in a swimsuit wearing a fanny pack that says flower dude. But I don't think that I think that's just that seems like an attempt at irony. I don't know if it is. This is why I love the show, because we can't we can't possibly spot all the things. We are not ourselves hawks. But you, but you are the thing finders. Uh, We had some thoughts on voice memos. Uh, Reagan said, if voicemails can be transcribed. Why can't the technology companies catch up and transcribe voice memos? That way, it's an accessibility feature for folks who don't favor typing, and the rest of us can still read instead of listen. I actually wrote back to Reagan. I was like, did we not say that? Because I feel like we said that. It seems so obvious, but maybe we just thought it and didn't say it. So, But Reagan, yes, absolutely, 100%. You're right. What? Yes, give me both. Yeah. I beg you. That's brilliant. That's actually, you know what? That's the solve. Because yeah. then you keep the accessibility, but you're doubly accessible because if you're hearing impaired, you can right. still read it. Yes. I Listen to Reagan. Love it. Apple, take a note. Professor Art wrote in from take the Philippines. <laughs> take a memo. <laughs> Professor Art from the Philippines wrote in on voice memo culture. Hola, Tamali. A couple of my friends have been doing the voice text thing for quite a while now. And I just thought it was a quirk and never thought of it as something that will thing. But here we are. In my case, we do it over the Telegram app. Mm. What I do want to contribute to this thing spot is that it's kind of an unspoken etiquette that if someone voice texts you, then you are expected to voice text back. And that's a sign that you are totally engaged. But if someone voices you and you keep texting back, then that someone better get the hint that you'd rather be texting and that they should revert back to text as well. Yeah. That's a good point. Love the show. Yeah. See, now there are like layers to it. Mm-hmm. Take the but picture I, away. I, I, I like that. It's like, listen, you don't have to respond with the voice, but the right. person should get the hint. If you they should get the hint. Yeah. Get the hint. Like you're in a public place. Finally, Andrew on voice memos. Thank you. You put into words exactly what I felt about voice messages, but could never articulate. It's so frustrating. On the topic of speech to text, though, I think I inadvertently caused people to switch to voice memos because I kept pointing out that their Siri transcribed messages made no sense. So the rise of voice could be because iPhone speech to text is bad for a lot of people. Well, touche. Good point. Good point. Siri could. I mean, sometimes the worst is when you dictate a text. And you see it written out correctly. Mm. And then you hit send. And upon sending, it changes mm-hmm. all the right words to something just like mishmash, spoon, fern, pumpkin. Is bread. there a like, name what? for that thing where your reaction time and the 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 automatic change of something on a device are are mistimed? I, I had it happen on Duolingo today, so it's you know, it's not the end of the world, but I I, I had a suggested text. And I was reaching with my finger to tap it. And as my finger is heading to tap the suggested text, suddenly it decided to change the suggested text. And then, of course, I'm trying to move fast. So I tap it and press return. It's like, no, you got that wrong. I'm like, no, it was right. You changed the suggested text. Why are you changing while I'm about to type something? Whoa. I don't think I've had that one, but I that I feel like I would throw the phone across the room. But have you ever In had the case. thing where you're about to tap something and then it changes? No, oh, I haven't. Or like you're about to delete an email and then your email refreshes and then you end up deleting an email you haven't read. That for sure. Yeah. Yes. That kind that of happened. stuff. <sighs> it's good to know that our brains are still working faster than the machines, though. <laughs> I'm going to try to look. At least we got something. At least we got something. All right. Sarah wrote in on a fashion thing. Team thing. She writes. 
Like it. I like it. Good at it. I went clothes shopping in person this week for the first time in Yonks. I'm pausing for you all to appreciate how freaking great that is. That is amazing. In Yonks. And it seems like all of the women's tops have high necks and pie crust collars like Princess Diana circa 1981. Is this a thing again? Maybe it's the ongoing influence of the crown. You know what else was high in 1981? Inflation. <laughs> I mean, honestly, though. Is there a link to the neck height collar? I think there is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's like a lot of weird stuff going on with collars right now. And there's a lot of like puffy sleeves, like puffy sleeves are back, oh, bell, bell sleeves, and kind of the pie crust collars. 100%. That whole kind of like fussy, girly. It's all like with the flowered freaking dresses. I'm just oh waiting. Gosh. I'm just wearing all black until it goes away. Rich points out stacked jeans, kind of in that world. Oh, puffy of puffiness, sort of. not the, the high puffiness. Column, but yeah, the puffiness. Yeah. Huh. Oh yeah, definitely. Yep, yep. It just happens every few, every couple of decades. Uh, and love a recipe. So very happy that Joe Hood sent in a new drink thing with the subject no explanation given. <laughs> Negroni. Spagliato with Prosecco. Uh, And Rich notes this is basically a Campari spritz with vermouth. So one and a half ounces sweet vermouth, one and a half ounces Campari, one and a half ounces Prosecco, or some other sparkling wine. Uh, Yes, please. Yeah, keep going. I don't even need an explanation. No. I'm going to make it. Joe's absolutely right. We don't need an explanation. We just need to drink that. I'm going to give that guy a nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Oh my goodness, friends. It is now time. Thank you for that feedback. Keep it coming. Feedback at it's a thing.me. Please keep sending your things, your thoughts, and all of the above. And now it is time for the shout outs. For those of you who support the show at the shout out level at patreon.com slash it's a thing. Congratulations. You are all content. Yes, you are immortalized if you support us at the highest level on Patreon in our <laughs> shout outs in a way that no other show does. No other show is going to base your shout out on characters found in the classic game Candyland. Literally no other show is ever going to do this. I will bet you a solid $2 bill here. That's not going to happen. Yeah. 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 All right, let's get to it. Morris Jones is a friendly monster made of chocolate, but originally made of molasses. Oh, I remember the molasses. Yeah. Benjamin Forrest is the main character and protagonist of Candyland, the great lollipop adventure but does not appear in the games. Lee Price is the villain of Candyland. He rules the Licorice Castle in classic games, the Licorice Forest in 2002, and the Licorice Lagoon in 2014. Why a lagoon in 20... Interesting. I don't know. Kevin Sill is the king of Candyland. He lives in a castle made of sweets. I mean, that's a good gig, king of Candyland. Yeah. Eric Duncan lives in a peanut brittle house on the corner of Candyland. I know that house. Jake Woods is a green crocodile with yellow eyes and a lime spine. Ouch. Gabrielle Cohen makes the best ginger snaps in all of Candyland. She was removed from the game. Oh. Oh. That was a very Cecily Strong read. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks. Uh, Laura Abel resides in Chocolate Mountain. She is somewhat of an expert when it comes to making cakes. Miranda Janelle lives in the candy cane forest and is a candy cane woodcutter. She was removed from World of Sweets and then brought back for the 2013 version as an ice skater instead of a woodcutter. Yeah, I don't want to deforest. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Smart. Andrew Bradley is an unknown character and child of Mama Ginger Tree. 
Joe Hood is a fuzzy green monster under the gingerbread plum tree. Louis St. Amour is a plump character that appears in the VCR board game. Whenever his name is said aloud, he multiplies. Mike Akins is a happy, chubby monster representing gumdrops. He was removed in the 2010 version, and then after widespread outcry and demand, (laughs) was brought back for the 2013 edition. However, he was once again removed in the 2014 edition. James C. Smith was renamed Princess Frostine in the 2002 edition. (laughs) I mean, thank you so much much to our loyal shout out patrons really most of you have been with us since the beginning this is phenomenal thank you for supporting the show everybody who supports us at any level patreon.com slash it's a thing and honestly for the best part of our week sincerely week after week you can also so email good. us don't forget that email address feedback at it's a thing dot me i'm just thinking of Candyland suddenly i'm gonna put happy chubby monster in all of my bios <laughs> see you next week everybody bye everybody <laughs> Bye-bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.